Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. This is Laird. And I'm Becky. Hey, Becky. Hello, Laird. It is the uh, it is the beginning of Oktoberfest season. It is. So the weather's... And I will not go, probably. The, the weather's changing, and uh, Oktoberfest uh, started y- yesterday. In... in uh, Both here... And in Germany. In yeah. Germany, yeah. yeah. And so um, it, it's... Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm not a heavy beer drinker. Like I don't drink a lot of beer. Mm. And uh, I like I'm beer. Yeah, but also beer or whiskey. I mean, if I had to choose one for the rest of my life, yes, I would go whiskey. Probably. Why is that? Not as filling. So, if you had to pick a whiskey for the rest of your life, what would it be? Okanagan. So bourbon. They're bourbon. Yep. You know. You know, the, the, the beer industry has become very, you know, almost corporate. That you have all these... They're businesses, of course. They, they're very businessy. And, but, you know, now you have these microbrews that are, you know, really done by the big... They're in the same, you know, Budweiser is brewing uh, Blue Moon or whatever it is. in the same factory as they do Budweiser. It's no longer considered local brews and all these local brews are just going away. Right. That's ha- that's happening in whiskey too. Yeah. I know. I think I saw something about that actually. Yeah. Um your whiskey. It's the a one- finisher. The it, brand is a finished they finish the whiskey, they don't distill it. Yes. It is not even distilled in Texas. I know. And it is distilled by the same people that do Angel's Envy. Yep. And the same people that do Ten Cup. And Bullet. And Bullet. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole bunch of stuff that it's is a story. It's just a story, and that's and that's my question. As a marketer, it, I love that. Though. It, is that's that's where I was going with this? Is that you, you know when we talk about the insurance industry on this show, we're, we're talking about one of the world's most boring, unsexy things ever. Yeah. To to discuss, and you know I, I've I've told this before, but. You know, if I meet somebody on an elevator or at a bar or something like that, and they ask, hey, what do you do? Which is a very American thing. You know, they, do, they ask what you do before you even ask their name, you know, type yeah. of thing. But I, uh, you know, I, I tell them two things. I say, hmm, do I like you or not? And if I like you, I say that I'm in insurance, but I work in the technology sector of it. <laughs> and if I don't like you or I don't want to talk, I just say I'm in insurance. And that's the quickest thing, the way to get someone to stop talking to you. They'll yeah. just turn around. Oh, okay. You know, you think you're going to be Ned Ryerson to death off of, a, uh, you know, hey, Ned, Ned the head Ryerson. Uh, remember me? Uh, so you have life insurance policy? Yeah. From Groundhog Day? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You didn't give it the appreciation it I'm needs. Sorry. Groundhog Day. Yes, that movie. Wow. <laughs> you need another drink. So that's, that's you know, I was bringing up your Oak and Eden because it's really just a story. Yes. And really what makes their their liquor tastes better is actually it's continuously mellowed and they put that spire in there. Mm-hmm. Well, that spire actually does a couple things. First of all, it, it's a wooden spire mm-hmm. and it has massive surface area. Yep. It has, I mean, it has a lot. It, I could say that probably the surface area of that spire is probably equal to maybe, you know, one fourth of a, the surface area of a full barrel mm-hmm. because of all the nooks and crannies. Yes, it doesn't go as deep, but it has that surface area that it can, they can hit it up. So it mellows it in the bottle and it kind of express it. it it's like an express 
uh, train of mellowing. They yeah. drop it in there. It helps mellows it faster. And so they have a good product. It does taste good. I'm not. I'm not going to fault that. I know, but it I, is. I, I've, I've seen your <laughs> your shelf that you have two <laughs> bottles of it on. Yes. And so you have that, and then you have. But the sto- It's really more of a story. Yeah. And People that's love a good story. And that's where I think a lot of agents are missing the boat these days. Well, I think insurance is not without good stories. There are a lot of good stories in insurance. You have to be very careful about what story you tell because some of the best stories where agents can show the value that they've provided their clients is when a client has is experiencing a crisis and you don't – it's in my opinion and I you agree with me that – you hope. I, I know you do. Um, <laughs> uh, but taking advantage of someone in that situation to tell that story to further your business is unethical. Very. Okay. Yes, we're on the same page on that. I, I, I absolutely detest someone using a person's heartbreaking story to market their product or their agency. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there, there's good stories, and most good stories start with one day I was drinking or hold my beer. And um, but in this industry, I think that I, I'm talking less about the stories of what agencies are and do and all that. It's just they don't tell a story of engagement, and that's and that's where I think a lot of the coined insurtechs are really good at mm-hmm. they're storytellers and they're telling a story so my question to you and yes this is a roundabout way of getting here is how do you think agencies should be telling their story beyond just you know this is how i help the customer i can save you money what's a good story or a good theme that an agency or even a carrier or a broker can put out there in their marketing, in their story, you know, it's the journey of that. Because, frankly, we're all selling a bottle of whiskey that's bottled in Kansas and shipped down in trucks and then put a Texas label on it and make it all high-priced and, you know, rare. So how do we make the story like Okanin did? I think I think agents have to tell why, Right. Not who they are, what they do. They have to tell why they're doing what they're doing because that's where their passion lies. And and we've both talked to so many people in this industry who are very passionate about the things that they do. But when you read their website or you read anything that they use to market their business, it, that doesn't come out because they're they're stuck on this – the industry speak and the technical jargon and – um, you have to find a way to get your passion to come out. And it starts with telling why. Why are you in insurance? Why are you doing what you're doing every day? Yeah. And you can tell that story without specifically mentioning certain instances where you've helped a client in crisis. Do you do you think that there's one method of telling that story that's better than another? I no. mean, I see a lot of people using YouTube these days, and I or YouTube or video and all that. And I personally like I love watching YouTube videos, but they have to be interest to me. Mm-hmm. Whenever I see, and you know, no offense to any of them that do this, it just it's not me, and right. I I can admit that. But but that that's the point is there's so many so many different channels, mm-hmm. right? 
and so many different people. And you have to find what works for you, the agent, and also where your audience is. Who are your clients and where are they? And where, what are you comfortable doing? What are you comfortable doing consistently to tell that story? And then that's where your sweet spot is. As a, as a early generation millennial that you are, you're on the front end of it. Um, what do you think about video, um, as used as a engagement platform for an insurance agency? Because you've seen a lot of it. We've seen a lot of these that a lot of these, um, you know, kind of, there's a lot of talk. We've, we see it at Elevate. We've seen it at Insure Tech Connect. We've seen a lot of people go out there and say, you know, you, you are your brand. And we've talked about that is that people can't be a brand, but. Go look in the archives. The link to that episode will be in the show notes. <laughs> Can a person be a brand? That is what that episode is called. But so many people in this industry are trying to build their brand and they're trying to convey it. And I've lost focus a little bit on a couple of them because I'm like, are you building your personal brand or are you building your agency's brand? Right. And I, I sometimes see the videos and I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure why we're, we're doing that. So do videos speak to you? Not the vlog format so much. I used to watch a lot of vlogs and not just insurance people doing vlogs, but just vlogs in general. And I, it just, it got to a point of what, what is the point of this video? Yeah. I, I, and I didn't, I stopped watching cause I just didn't, I didn't see value in the way of spending my time to watch those videos anymore. I, I completely agree because it, it becomes a a point where okay, like Beto O'Rourke, or O'Rourke. Remember whenever he was um, getting, he was at the dentist and he vlogged the fact that he was at the dentist, right? Or people brushing their teeth on camera. It was like, really, why don't you just cut your toenails, you know, on camera? It, it, it's just like it. I I really don't. I don't need to see this much insight into someone's life. But I'm not that audience. There are people out there who love that kind of stuff. I know, but they, but you can only follow X number of people, and there's a point where I'm going, great. I'm really tired about learning what you had for breakfast. So I, I that's and that's the challenge because we go to these shows and people get up there and they talk about a very directed channel. Yeah. They're they're like, you know, video. Video emails. I mean, uh, send a video, a personalized video email to every single one of your customers. I look at it going, if I saw a video in, a, in an email, I wouldn't know. But I mean, I wouldn't click the link mm. and go, hey, it's your mug. I, and then if I clicked it and it goes, hi, Laird. Hey, you know, thank you for taking interest in our insurance. You know, blah, blah, blah. I, I, it just didn't, doesn't do anything for me. And I'm like, wow, you wasted your time. Where, where I think more of the personal video has better play is in something like Instagram stories, right? Because you're talking very, very short videos and you can do three or four a day and not have this huge production that you then have to edit down and and whatnot. That I think is where there's a little bit more play to that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm just not the audience for vlogs and I've, st- I've decided I have better use of my time than watching vlogs. Uh, that's... And- that, across across YouTube, this is not just the, the industry. Yeah, and but that's where I, I think that we've hit saturation in the number of blogs and all that. And you know, I, I watch a a guy, uh, Peter Shreepel. He's on uh, YouTube. I, I've been watching him since he's like had like forty thousand um, subscribers. Yeah, and he does these personal builds and all that, but now he's over a million. I'm, I'm really happy. And what he continually does is it's like, it's now it's like this content machine. It's, it's like, it needs to drive that content machine. Cause that's his pay. That's how he gets paid. Now 
And it's starting to get to the point where like, well, I'm bored. I'm done. You know, great. Not, not much iteration of what's going on here. And I just, I'm afraid that whenever you try to translate the influencer status from social media onto the insurance industry and try to create an influencer type viral type experience in insurance, it's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, there was a viral video of, uh, an insurance agent. I don't know. You can probably find this. Is I'll send it to you so you can put it in the show notes. It is funny. I don't find it funny. Other people do, but it's um, one of the insurance agencies did a Old Town Road, mm. um, and it, it was well done. It was good. It just I'm, I'm I've heard that song enough. I was gonna say, is it because you don't like the song? Or? Yes, <laughs> there it is. It's it just it's just not my 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 jam. I guess my kids ask for it on repeat. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And so I'm like, wait a minute. I don't like that. This is where a lot of this, the impetus of this discussion comes from. It's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't like it, but I could see that other people like it. But in the end, I took a step back, watched it three times. So you're welcome for your three views. And, um, and they've got lots of views, but I watched it three times. And at the end of it, I go, this is an inside joke to the agencies out there. Yeah. I mean, talks about how, you know, one of their guys is a really great closer. That's part of the song is like, he's a great closer. He can close anybody. I'm like, you don't really want to sit there and say, I'm a badass salesperson and I can sell you anything, you know, that because you're going to come off is like, wait a minute, this is sales or is this, are you a consultant? Right. And that's, you know, as, as we continue down this rabbit trail, which is kind of on purpose is that. I think that people need to my, – my take, and I would love to get your opinion on this, is to be more consultive with these type of methods. Mm-hmm. Is like I got – like I love the videos that like I got this question today. Right. This is how I handled it. Right. That's, that's great. And that goes to um, – the sales line, what's his name? Mark Sheridan or something like Marcus that. Marcus Sheridan. Yes. The sales line is like, you know, put everything on your website, have every piece of content, answer every question so that whenever someone is looking for it, you answer that question and they go in there. What's better? An above ground pool, below ground pool. Why do I need gap insurance? You know, all these types right. of things. And then why do I need gap insurance? Here's a paragraph. But then today I had a customer that came in, they bought a car, they got in an accident and they had to they didn't have gap insurance and this is the risk. Right. So what do you think? No, I, I agree with that. I think, I think content marketing by far, whether you're doing written content, video content, uh, whatever kind of content you're doing, the best content is when you actually answer questions people are going to look for. Right. Because that, that answers that can sit on your website and for years and bring value to your agency. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you might not get a ton of views right off the bat because it's not as sexy or engaging or whatever, but it's going to sit there and people are going to find it as they search that question, as they look for that answer. And it's going to keep bringing people into your website, into your agency. I I can tell the story. I'm not going to give the particulars because I don't want people to copy it because it is a customer of ours. Um, A customer of ours put a blog out there of 10 things to do, uh, 10 fun party games to do on a certain holiday. Mm. Okay. It ranks number one on Google whenever you search in party games and that holiday. Yeah. And it dry at every year 
It drives business. It drives it drives clicks and business. It's, and it's like been sitting out there for years. It's like nine years old now. And what's crazy about it is that when it comes around, we see this massive spike in our hits, and it's like, where is this coming from? And it's that one page. Yep. And it's it's a one off, and I'm surprised they put it out there based upon the content in it. However, it it, it works for it them. works, and it's still working for them. That's that's the point of trying to provide value in your content is. It it doesn't it doesn't bring all of the return in the first month. It brings it over time. It is a, a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. What do you do? You feel that video is is the most engaging platform? It depends on what you mean by engaging. Well, it, it's. Do you think that it engages customers better than content or you know written word? What do you, what do you think engages the consumers to take better action? To take better action. Okay, so that's that's different, right? If I, you know, I might sit there. And, I'm not a marketer. I say things funny. <laughs> if you're just talking about looking at it, I might look at a video, right? I might not watch all eight, nine, ten, fifteen minutes, however long it is. Ten minutes and two seconds, so they can get the second monetary uh, tier. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I, I might watch a little bit of it, whereas I might not always read every single thing that that brand sends me, but. What what gets me to actually take the next step usually is email, right? Yeah. If, if, it, it's, uh, email works if it, if it's if it's a coordinated effort. Like it's I visit segmented, their, targeted, and and timely right? and, and behavioral based. Like yes. I went to their website and all that. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I do like that, and and I do engage with emails once I've. Went to their website. Like um, I went and um, I was on a uh, a trip and I needed some shorts because it got really really hot and I've got these pair of shorts called Piranhas. In fact, I'm wearing one. I'm wearing the pair right now, and the uh, it's super comfortable, really good, really comfortable. Made with hemp. You know, I'm all trendy and it's from Portland, Oregon. And I'm, I'm you, Mr. Granola. I know. <laughs> Wow, I've never been called that before. <laughs> I'm taking it back. I need, to, I, I need to focus again. I'm distracted. <laughs> distracted me. All right, I'm going to go live in a bus in the forest. It is being down by the river. Yeah, <laughs> in a van. But I got these shorts, and they're super comfortable. So I went online, I went to their website and it says, get 20% off. And I'm like, put in my email address. Great. Search around. I was like, are you going to pair? You know, I'm, I'm a guy. I kind of, I don't need to have 50 pairs of different short colors and all this type of stuff to accessorize. I, you know, I'm wearing a blue shirt with uh, black pants today or black shorts. It's like, I don't know how to accessorize. And I didn't buy that day. But they dripped on me. And then one day they said, we're having, and this was in the middle of winter, we're having a summer blowout of all their stuff from summer. Went in there and sure enough, they had the pant, the shorts that I have and also the pant version of it. And I'm like, oh, well, those are really comfortable. They'd be great as pants. So I went and bought three pairs of pants, two more pairs of shorts, and they had a discount. And it was a perfect engagement. Yeah. And that's where I'm getting to the next one is that they weren't spamming me every single week i didn't have a new piranha email every single week yeah 
um, where I was my next question for you is what's the cadence that you see works with agencies? And, and really, I, I think that the question of like what works with an agency really also needs to be just really what works in general, because remember people are buying insurance, right? It's a social business. So it, it, whatever works for a person to buy a pair of shorts should also work for someone buying insurance. Well, well first I want to say this about email because I think this is a really important point. Consumers have been surveyed and overwhelmingly have said they prefer email as their form of communication with brands. Over like I'm talking over 80%, right? Overwhelming email. I think I know why, but I, why why do you, why is that the case? I, I don't all the reports I've read have not really specified why, but I think it's because Consumers are more in control of their, their inbox. They're more in control of when they read their email. And it's easy for them to delete if they don't want to when they're not ready to buy shorts or open it and buy when they're ready to buy shorts. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Okay. So they, they get to do it on their timetable versus you know, looking at a banner ad that most people ignore or video. You know, it's, 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 it's the consumers in more control of that. But to your question about the cadence – I mean, I think it depends on what you're selling. So what would you say for insurance if you had to? I mean, it depends on what line of business you're selling, right? If you're Wow, if, you got to make this difficult. It, it's, not in the, it's not a simple- Look at me trying to provide content for this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a simple, this is, this is the rule for everybody. It, it, it depends on what you're selling. It depends on your client base. It depends on, uh, on a lot of different factors, right? So, you know, if you're selling something that has a short sales cycle, like auto insurance, you're going to want to send a lot of emails in the very beginning and then slow it down, way down, if they don't buy right away, right? If you're selling something like life insurance, where that whole cycle can take a year or 18 or months, you know, you're going to want to have a more regular every three to four weeks or something email that goes out to those prospects. And when would you intersperse video? If you were an agency, like I'm, I'm kind of coming at if you were an agency at this point, how would, you know, you, you talked about how you would do a cadence for auto versus life. How would you actually intersperse video in there? If, if I was an agent, I would make, I would focus my video efforts on answering questions. Right. Okay. So, what are the common questions I get from prospects who are looking at buying this product for me? And I would make short videos, you know, no more than five minutes, really trying to keep it three to four, where I'm answering this question. And the the email would be an introduction to what, what you're probably, you know, the topic at hand, uh, a brief answer, and then watch the video for the rest of my answer. Um, so I would try to answer it in the context of the email, but also provide the video if they want to see the full mm-hmm. thing. Okay. And I, I wouldn't use video in every single email. I would kind of mix and match my content. Awesome. Wait, is is blogging still effective for agencies? I believe so. Do you read any agency blogs? Not regularly, no. What do you uh, when you have read the agency blogs? What do you, what do you feel is missing, or they could be doing better? Uh, um, I think it, I think a lot of people try to to just copy other 
what other people have done. Um, and you're missing putting your own voice in that and making it your own and, and, um, putting your own brand into that. So, you know, that, that can be easy because it's, Oh, someone's already written this. I can just kind of use a similar thing. Repurpose it. Repurpose and, it. And, yeah. and you're missing out on letting your audience get a view into you when you do that. Yeah. I, um, you know, okay. Boy, I, 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 I'm just so dirty from the past two episodes of like self-promotion. <laughs> um, who, who was it to reach out that, oh, oh it's just said that, uh, we had a ton of content on our resource page mm-hmm. and, and so they, they were like, this is like the one hidden gem in the insurance industry. This is by far. I mean, no- I mean it made me feel good because that I put a lot of effort and work into building that engine. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that it was a hidden gem is like, well, clearly I didn't do my job fully because <laughs> it's a hidden gem. Yeah. The, 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 but, you know, because there's – I would say like one a week is kind of self-promoting um, a little bit. And then the rest have – you know, they'll tie in where they can. But really a lot of – Most of our content is not self-promoting. Really? Yeah. Well, it, it does tie in at the end. Hey, if you're looking to take Sometimes. Advantage. Not always. But it's one of the things that it just – if you read our content, because what are we, two or three pieces a week of uh, content? I think it's two regularly, sometimes three. <clears throat> and that's interspersed with um, articles, blogs, videos, uh, you know, training sessions that we've done for our Masters of Marketing and all that. Mm-hmm. It's And it, it seems like we have a pretty good cadence on that, and, and it works. I just, I would love to find what is working for agencies. And that's something that I would love to talk to an agency on this show about where they think they've been successful. Because um, I've, there's a lot of people in the industry, and I'm going to get myself in trouble with this, is there's an old saying that's like those that can't teach mm-hmm. and the, the ones that can do mm-hmm. it's kind of a, you know, and it's kind of a, it's a dickish statement to be honest, is that if you'd never train and teach other people the, the challenges and all that of, of how they can overcome, then you can't lift up. You can't elevate the entire industry by doing that because, you know, the, the high tide raises all, all ships. Wow. I'm just like the little thing. <laughs> You're just spouting off <laughs> wisdom over there. Um, but a lot of people will get into the industry and they, they talk and they go into these shows or they'll go into a show or they'll do a conference or a seminar where it's, Really, they bring in, they say they're talking about a really engaging topic, but it's all a sales pitch. Yeah. I think that we need less of that in this industry. You know me, whenever I get up to talk, I say, hey, my name is Larry Rickstrom, CEO of ITC. We sell rating and marketing management or marketing rating and management products. If you'd like to learn more, come visit me later. Yeah. On a speech, and I don't bring you up any, anything more. That's my pitch. Yep. And it's not even a pitch, it's just an explanation of, who you are and what you do. Correct. And, you know, because I want to try to bring value to it. And that's one thing that I think, you know, we have a limitation with the show and with ourselves. This show being insurance happy hour. Yes. Is that we are not always in the trenches when it comes to marketing. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have an entire department that works on marketing for agencies and they work with agencies all the time, but you and I don't. Right. And I would, 
love to get an agency to join us on this show so we can kind of talk about that. Yeah. If you're interested and you own an insurance agency or you work for an insurance agency and you are doing any of the things that we are talking about, um, hit us up on Twitter or LinkedIn. On Twitter, I'm Becky L. Schroeder. Laird is L. Ricksford. Um, you can use the hashtag insurance happy hour on either Twitter or LinkedIn. Yep. Make sure you subscribe. Yes. Any of your favorite podcast apps, if you have not already. Yep. And if you see us at InsureTech next week, give us your phone. We'll subscribe for you. <laughs> <laughs> or you can actually join us. Uh, we, we will be there podcasting from the show. Yep. So not actually live podcasting. No. Uh, we we'll record, got... what, probably two episodes at least. Yeah. Yeah, two or three, hopefully. Hopefully, this at least one of them. We won't be as bad as last <laughs> year's. <laughs> I was talking about that first episode from last year's Intro Tech Connect. Remember that? That one needs to be deleted. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is a really bad example of like of just how hungover we were. And it wasn't that we were just hungover. It was there was a component of that, but also it's just a long beating of a show. Yeah. And we did another episode that day. Not the, de- no, no, the, did, the next day. The next day. The next day. And that was just like ba-dum, 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 and we were we were going and that was we had people coming in and out like the I door still go back slamming and listen to parts of that episode sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part is whenever I just finally put my head on the mic and I was like, "Donk." <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the episodes I go back and listen to sometimes. Wow, oh. but uh, I'm yeah, I'm really excited about next week at Insure Tech Connect. Y- you know, we have enough people there that I'm actually kind of the floater. Like I'm the one that is. I don't have many meetings set up. Yeah. I'm like, hey, if you need me to be up at a meeting with you and, and one of the other people, I just text me and I'll I'll come and find you. So I'm I'm planning on hitting twenty five thousand steps at least Monday and Tuesday. Probably will both days twenty five thousand. This time we're actually staying in the the same hotel. We'll still have them <laughs> just because of where the show is. I was I was I remember I was with uh, Stuart Gannis and uh, Derek Hyde and we were at Leeds Con three years ago and it was in Vegas and I had my little uh, step tracker mm. I hit my steps for the day at three a.m. Oh, <laughs> so I woke up the no, next. You didn't wake up. Oh, wait, I, 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 I woke up the night uh, the, from going to bed that night. Had already hit my step goal, and I'm like, "That's how you. <laughs> that's, that's how you do Vegas." <laughs> It'll be interesting. Yeah, the, the next couple of weeks, um, we we need to get a couple of episodes done um, ahead of time instead of doing it on Friday like we have been. Um, we need to get them ahead of time. So yeah, you're because traveling. well, we're both traveling next week. Correct. Um, and then you're, you've got other things going on. Yep. But uh, yeah, cool. You got anything else? Um, I no, I don't think I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think whatever I had is I'll have to just wait. <laughs> Next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Right, well, we'll we'll see. We we could probably talk about that next week. I, I do know that one. It was funny that both I saw that article, you saw that article, and we we're like, yes, we got to talk about this on the show. <laughs> yes. However, I was hoping that this conversation would actually lead into that, and you can actually see where how, it was going, where yeah. it was going, and uh, but it didn't. So here we are. Yeah. All right. Well, if you got nothing else, uh, this was a, a great episode. I loved, I loved hearing your uh, opinion and your insight because we yeah. don't get that often. And we, we really didn't have a news story or anything we were talking about. This is just one of those, 
off the cuff we start one place and oh look where we ended yeah so we we started at uh how your whiskey's a sham and <laughs> it is not a sham <laughs> i love that whiskey everybody i've had try that whiskey has come man it's really good yeah it is i know the cmo oh is that why well that's how i got introduced to it okay um and honestly i forgot i knew him mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so they released they released a new small batch this summer and we decided to you know skirt our responsibility of our kids and go to the launch party where i saw him and i was like oh yeah this is your company i forgot about that <laughs> Uh, because I'm just a big fan. Yeah, you just every time you meet them, you're just drunk. <laughs> no, <laughs> and they're they're opening a tasting room in a couple months, and so I I told them I said we're gonna get on the the party list, right, for that uh-huh. soft launch. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure where I stand. I because my. <clears throat> favorite local distillery has now they sold out didn't they I, they did something i mean now their their bottles look like they're you know the the bottle yeah looks like it's something you would find at the bottom shelf at the the liquor store mm. yeah it, it doesn't look good and I, I don't understand how you go well we are we we distill our own right here and we have our own little batches and i'm a master distiller and all these types of things and then now we go well we're going to now take five different blends from around texas and blended into one and it's like rise and whiskey it, like it it's really weird and I, I i'm just at a loss so i'm a little hurt and so that's why if i'm gonna take if mine's gonna go down yours is gonna that's go down not how this works <laughs> no if i'm yeah i'm gonna go guns blazing uh, on the way down but uh, okay Well, uh, this has been a uh, really fun episode. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. to go in as a contrarian when i start this type of stuff you're supposed to say oh, no 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 you, you just flat out agreed yeah it's brewed somewhere else it's distilled somewhere else i, I no, i did something i agreed <laughs> you were telling the truth and I mean, i'm not going to be contrarian you, about that you're you, telling the truth you need to learn how to do this <laughs> no no i'm not gonna lie I knew it was true. I'm gonna. I will admit that. So you just flat out admitted that I lie often on this show when I act like I don't know something <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Dear listeners, I'm your local lying laird. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> lo- <laughs> oh, jeez. 
I'm really good. At, I'm I'm really good at alliterations. Actually, <laughs> it's something I can do well. It's one of my favorite literary devices. Mm. All right. Uh, so we're going to see you and LV next week in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. 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 Yes. <laughs> You know, I, we had that uh, we had that uh, discussion over uh, teams last night. Like the entire sales team, it was awesome. <laughs> I was seriously laughing my head off, and my husband's like, "What is going on?" I'm like, "People I work with are the best." And he's like, "Well, I'm glad you'll have fun." <laughs> Well, what was crazy? We had a brand new employee that was on it. I'm like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> like looking at him up on the phone. I didn't know who he was, but I mean, he was joining in the mix. Another example of your local line layered. Yeah. What? It's another example of your local line layered. I know. Because <laughs> I totally knew. Yes. See, that, I, I try to set up a, I always try to set up the story, even though I know exactly who he was, where he came from, when he was hired, all that type of stuff. I was. I mean, there were a lot of people that I'm like, man, when they can wake up in the morning, they're gonna look at this and go, "What the hell happened?" <laughs> yeah, the the few people that weren't that, that that turned their phone on mute, that don't have the notifications on for the off topic thread. <laughs> yeah. 